Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, separating self-care from selfishness. Okay, let's just put this right out there. There is nothing selfish about self-care. When you do not care for your own health, wellness, and well-being, whether we're talking physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, you have no fuel in your engine. You have no ability to give to anyone else without depleting yourself. Each of us has a finite amount of energy on a given day. And for some people, there's more energy than for others. But if we don't practice some form of self-care and take care of ourselves, we have very little available to give. Even though we sometimes neglect this or forget it, it tends to rear its ugly head and remind us from time to time that when we don't practice self-care, we put ourselves in line to suffer. However, here's the biggest issue we run into, which is a lot of the general ideas of selfishness make it seem like self-care is selfish, but nothing could be farther from the truth. We are constantly being told to never put ourselves first. American society in particular is all about this supposed greater good. And I say supposed because in way too many instances, it's a complete lie. But I'm not going to get into that right now. What we often are told is that you don't put yourself first. You need to put your children, your loved ones, your family, friends, bosses, co-workers, country, religion, God, and everyone and everything else that you can think of First, it doesn't matter what individual, institution, or organization we're talking about here, all of them tell you that you shouldn't put yourself ahead of anyone or anything else. That is a message that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve anyone. And yet, it's the primary message of this society is that it is selfish of you if you put yourself first. It is wrong. Now, I'm not against generosity. I am all for generosity. I love being generous. I love nothing more than to give of my time, to donate worthy causes, to instruct, to share, and to lend a helping hand whenever and wherever I can. I love the feeling I get when I've helped somebody learn something or gain something or whatever. And it's really empowering in a lot of respects. It's amazing. But if I don't put myself first at some point along the way, I'm going to suffer because I will lose track of myself. Who, what, where, how, and why I am. I don't know. I've been so busy putting everybody else first that I've lost track. That is a problem. My health, wellness, and well-being are going to be impacted if I don't practice self-care on any level. So in order to address this a little more closely, let's talk about what true selfishness is, because I think a big part of the problem with the idea of self-care and selfishness and separating them is understanding what selfishness really, truly is. Please allow me to share with you this definition from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. 
Selfish, one. Concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself, seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasing, or well-being without regard for others. 2. Arising from concern with one's own welfare or advantage in disregard of others. Now the phrases to note here are without regard for others and disregard of others. Or, to clear it, intent. This is malice of forethought. It's recognizing that what you are doing is selfish. That is what true selfishness is. It's knowing that what you're going to do is going to harm somebody else. It's going to cause someone else a hurt. It's going to cause them to suffer. The perfect example of this, as far as I'm concerned, is this. There's a pizza. There are eight slices of pizza, and you are among eight friends. Therefore, there is one slice of pizza for each of you. But you decide intentionally to take two slices of pizza for yourself. Well, now one of your friends is not getting pizza because you selfishly took more than your fair share. That is what true, genuine selfishness is. It's knowing that you are causing lack and scarcity. It is denying somebody else's good for your own and disregarding them, their feelings, or anything else about them. That is what real, actual selfishness is. Choosing to care for and look out for yourself is not with selfish intent. Now, that's not unless you're doing so without regard to anybody else around you. And even with that regard, there are going to be times where what you do is going to be perceived by whomever is in your life as selfishness. The way to recognize this is via accountability. Accountability separates self-care from selfishness. The first step in this process is to recognize and acknowledge the need for self-care. We all need to take care of ourselves. Look, there are lots of doctors and therapists and drugs and supplements out there to help us care for ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. But you are the only one who can choose to see the doctor, to take the drug, or to practice any other form of self-care. Now, I'm not talking about massages. I'm not talking about going out and spending a day at the spa. I'm talking about getting a good night's rest. I'm talking about stepping away from all your electronics for a few hours and going out into the woods for a walk. I'm talking about reading a book for pleasure because that's something you desire to do. That is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about self care. It is doing little things, seemingly little things, to care for your health, wellness, and well-being. But when all is said and done, they're not little. Without these things, you don't have good health, sound wellness, or overall well-being. That's just the nature of the beast. To be accountable for how the things you do and need in this life, you need to practice mindfulness, just super basic mindfulness. Conscious awareness right here, right now, self-awareness of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intent. So let's look at an example of self-care versus not practicing self-care. Let's say that you have a friend that you 
consider a friend, but you don't really enjoy spending time with them. They drain you. They berate you. They constantly make you feel small. They annoy you. They infuriate you. And they do things that make you less and less interested in spending time with them. And yet, you go visit them every time they ask. You spend whole weekends with them. You do the things they ask you to do. Now, when you decide to be accountable and recognize that, yeah, this person triggers me, this person upsets me, this friend is not much of a friend, they actually make me feel bad, I don't enjoy being with them. Well now, when you refuse to spend the time with them, when you don't spend that weekend, when you lessen how much you engage with them for your own self-care and mental health, they are most likely going to see your actions as selfish. This is the problem that really encapsulates what we run into when it comes to separating self-care from selfishness. You cannot help what others recognize, whether it's being self-care or being selfish. You cannot account for anybody else's thoughts, feelings, or actions. So if somebody else feels that they're hurt by your actions, if they think that what you are doing is selfish, there's really no way for you to control that. You can't really change their minds. Yes, you can go ahead and explain yourself to them, but you can't account for somebody else's feelings. You can't control anybody else's feelings. You cannot make anybody else feel a certain way. It's just the way it is. You have zero control over this. And this is why accountability for knowing that you are practicing self-care in some way is so important because, yes, you might cause somebody to feel that you are being selfish, but so long as you recognize this for what it is and you acknowledge that, yes, they might be taking on that impression that I'm doing something selfish, but that's not your intent. You are not actively seeking to do something to hurt them, to harm them, to take from them. And that's what the big deal here is about separating self-care from selfishness. It's recognizing that we, in the care for ourselves, are going to cause other people to feel like we're not giving them the attention we were giving them. And that might be true when all is said and done. Here's the thing. If you've been somebody's good-natured doormat for the last 10 years and you finally recognize it and acknowledge it and decide that you're tired of having them rub their feet on you every time you go into their presence and stop going into their presence, they're going to notice. And they're probably going to feel you are being selfish for not giving of yourself to them anymore. That coworker who is constantly expecting you to fix their mess up, to complete the assignment they didn't complete, and you decide to set boundaries and stop doing that, they're going to think you're being selfish, except you're not. That's not the intent, and that's where this is so important to acknowledge. This is why recognizing honest, true, genuine selfishness is so important. And yes, I say honest because there are people who recognize and know full well that what they're doing is selfish. I'm pretty sure about half the billionaires out there who refuse to pay a real amount of taxes, who have politicians in their back pocket, know full well their actions are selfish. They just don't care. Same thing goes for the corporations that poison the environment. They know they're being selfish, but all they care about is lining their pockets. That is, it's honest. I mean, they know they're being selfish and they just don't care. 
Some of the politicians, on the other hand, are great at pretending like they do care, but they don't. But that's neither here nor there. This is about you and the choices that you decide to make or not. It is not selfish to practice self-care, and you can separate self-care from selfishness by accountability and intent. However, you cannot control how anybody else feels. You can't do anything about somebody else feeling that you are disregarding them, that you are treating them poorly, or that you are being selfish. And when you're accountable for your actions and you recognize how that might imply itself and how it might work itself into the conversations, you can see that, yeah, I get how you see it that way, but that's not my intent. And while you might be able to explain it, and they might accept that explanation, they might not. And you might just have to decide, is it better for your self-care to stop being their whipping person? Is it better for your self-care to stand up for yourself? Now, in some circumstances, I just want to add this important point here. There are going to be times where you can't just walk away. Family is a perfect example of this. We all have families, or at least most of us do. And a lot of us have families where there are some uncomfortable bits between us. You need to decide what can you do to lessen the things that impact your self-care. If, for example, spending a whole weekend with family is not comfortable, don't spend a weekend with them. Limit yourself to a day trip. Limit how much time you spend. If speaking to that family member daily is making you crazy, only talk to them once a week. Yes, they are going to feel that you're being selfish, but you can't just give and give and give of yourself without taking care of your health, wellness, and well-being and looking out for your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Because if you don't do it, nobody else will, because nobody else can. Lastly, it's far easier to care for others when you have your own fuel, when you practice self-care. And for some people, I know that that seems incredibly selfish, but it's not. It's empowering, because once you have that self-care, once you have that base from which to begin, it's much, much easier to do for others and to do so with an open heart, to do it as fully as possible and from the best possible place where there's no expectation and where it's going to make you feel good to give, not feel like you are sacrificing because that is not a part of self-care. It's time for this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness Tool. Unselfish self-care practices can and should always begin small. Like I said earlier, you don't need a spa day. You don't need to take an extravagant vacation. What you need are simple things that are intentional acts of self-care. This week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool, at least once a day for the next week, please do one of the following or something similar. Take five minutes for yourself alone without interruption. Read at least one chapter of a book for pleasure. Watch something you enjoy uninterrupted. Take a luxurious bath or shower. Go for a walk in nature. Eat and savor that treat that you love. Do something for you and only you. 
whatever you choose, we're only talking about five minutes to an hour in any given day. And if you can't find five minutes to practice some form of self-care, then you're missing out on way more than just an idea to care for yourself. You're missing out on life. If you are not having great experiences, if you're not doing things for yourself ever and leaving yourself no time for this, how are you living? Life is not meant to just be survived. And I know that some people have it really hard. I recognize that I am sufficiently privileged that this is something I can do easily. For some people, this is difficult. They've got families, multiple jobs, expectations, and things that get in the way of this. But even for you, I'm pretty sure you can carve out five minutes in any given day to do something that is self-care and that takes care of you and doesn't involve anybody else. Try this for a week and see what a difference it makes in your overall approach to life and how you're able to interact with people in general and recognize that this self-care is not selfish and separating self-care from selfishness is all tied into self-awareness and you are ultimately worthy and deserving of that. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show, and to Fimahoni, she is the creator of my cover art. Do go check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be and separating selfishness from self-care, which you deserve. <laughs>